One, two, three, do it. Oh, For another edition of the Scolders Podcast, I'm your host, Ed Brownmerkel. With me, as always, my compatriot, my Santa-hatted friend in the ugly Christmas sweater, Mike Anderson. How are you doing tonight, Mike? You know, I'm doing well. Uh, it's uh, birthday eve for me. We've also got Christmas Eve. We've got Christmas. We've got New Year's Eve. A lot of eves coming up. So uh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. On, on, on the eve of these days, um, first off, like... So how does that work for you? Do you do you open up presents on several days? Or you just bring it into one solid full day on Christmas, or do you kind of just spread it out over a couple of days, or what? Um, you know, it, <coughs> it always used to be two separate days uh, since you know the family's grown a little bit, and and you bring in the wife's family. Uh, often there's you know birthday, Christmas Eve, Christmas yep. day after, but um, you know typically you, you keep the two separate. Keep two separate, kind of, kind of spread out the joy, yeah. spread out the laughter yeah. and good cheer. You know? Absolutely. Um, w- would you say you can barely wait for that? I, I would, I would. Yeah, good, good, good to hear it. Um, so yeah, um, we're sitting here on a nice Tuesday evening, and we have a snowstorm coming in, and the city's here. So hope you all are safe when you're hearing this. You maybe you're listening to this when you're all snowblowing, you know. You need, need to throw on some, some talking heads while you're snowblowing, kind of pass the time. Yeah. Throw us on. That's you ideal. Know? We're great for that. Could be our niche. You know, you, you can even time it out, you know. We're about 30, 40 minute show. Can you get it done in that time? I don't know. Test yourself. Just <laughs> I'm just saying. You know? um, so your Vikings faithful have now lost two in a row. Lost to the Bears um, this past week. We were off the week prior, so we missed the Tampa Bay recap slash bears preview but um second consecutive loss we had a chance there to make the playoffs and, and kind of take control of our destiny that did not work out we lose to the bears 27 33 i believe yeah kind of a late correct. surge but uh as has been the kind of motif this year those late surges have been plagued by um pressure on kirk and just the the old line kind of falling apart and not being able to get things done not being able to get that last drive going um so I mean, certainly when you put up 27 points, you know, that, that should be enough to win a game. But wasn't enough. The defense wasn't enough. Um, missing some pieces, and here we are. Playoff chances on life support, I think a lot of people would say they're pretty much over at this point. You need a lot of help. You need to win out against a hot New Orleans team, I would say. I mean, did pretty good against Kansas City. So, I don't know. I mean... This Bears game, what do we make of this? You know, Trubisky kind of surging late in the season here. Um... Yeah, they they didn't have an answer for um, really much defensively. You know, it. it uh, I think Chicago strikes first, something Vikings fans are used to, regardless of who we're playing. Uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. answers, and then from that point, uh, we just we just could never catch up completely. We kept getting within three; they'd push it to ten. Um, and 
it felt like the offense was grooving enough to, for the most part of the game, that if we could just get a defensive stop, um, yeah, you know, they'd go down and and uh, march right down and, and get that score. And then, of course, um, Dantzler gets a, a great interception late in the game when they looked like they were about to go up by either six or uh, potentially end the game and go up by ten. And then we come out and and I think they ended up going something like run, run, run. Um, or pass, run, 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 and it just it was really questionable offensive play calling at time towards the end of the game. So anytime we got in that situation where, hey, we could actually go ahead or tie the game, it's like we reverted back to this establish the run offense when the entire game playing from behind, you know, they tended to move the ball all right at times. So right. um, frustrating game, uh, you know, definitely defensively, of course, we're still struggling. We're down a lot of incredibly talented players uh kind of more of the same right um I, I guess you look for bright spots i think dantzler uh had another solid game dan bailey managed to not miss a kick uh granted i think a lot of his kicks were from like 2022 20, but still after the the week at this prior, point we'll, we'll take what we can get with that um you know it's it's uh yeah it was a tough loss i mean it came right down at the end you know i i actually still had a little bit of faith with well, we had about a minute, 55 seconds left, and nope. um, Cousins on that, you know, I think we picked up like eight or nine, and, and uh, it was like second and, and short, and he threw that little out to the left side too far inside of the field, I thought, because at that point there was maybe like 30 seconds left, and at that point that throw's got to get out of bounds because – you know, we had no way to stop the clock really there, and and sure enough, we ran it down all the way. It took 20 seconds off. You're around midfield. Yep. Um, it just killed it. Now, if that's out of bounds, all of a sudden you're at that, you know, 28-second mark. You're, you're giving yourselves a lot more time to move yourself into, like, a 25-yard range where we have options to, you know, kind of catch lightning in a bottle there. So, um, it, it, just, it just opens up the, the playbook so much more versus, you know, trying to get the Hail Mary, um, the, the, the 40 yards you need. Yeah. There's there's only so many plays you can do that are quick enough um, to, to open that up. So, yeah, um, it is what it is. I think we've certainly seen from this offense they're capable of coming back in situations like that. But um, there are significant faults on the offensive line that prevent us from being able to come back in that fashion. And I think with the defense, like you said, it's it's. You need the critical stops. You couldn't get them. Yeah. You couldn't get them, and it was just back-breaking all game. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I saw Matt Nagy's now 5-1 and one against us. I think Trubisky is also 5-1, and one, or maybe Trubisky was 5-0. and oh. um, Yeah, actually, Trubisky might be 5-0 and oh because he didn't start. Wasn't it uh, Foles that started the game here? That Correct. So I think Trubisky is undefeated against Zimmer, um, which well, is... I mean, technically, you could say Trubisky is 4-0. and oh. And then, um, what was it, Daniels is uh, is 1-0 against us? Yeah, we've lost to some questionable quarterbacks here in the past. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough loss. I think, you know, it was it came right down to the wire. Um, but as you mentioned, I think, uh, you know, I haven't looked in depth, but I believe the only path now would be to win out, uh, which obviously includes a victory on the road against... The Saints for the Vikings, you would also need the Cardinals mm-hmm. to lose out, and you would need uh, the Bears to lose out. Um, and I think the Bears have, like, Jacksonville on the schedule this week. If I'm not mistaken, a team that's lost something like 
13 in a row and is lined for the number one pick. So, um, yeah. So, so with that, with that scenario, we would be at eight and eight bears or bears would be at, um, seven and nine and Arizona would be at eight. And I think we have the tiebreaker in Arizona somehow. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I don't know if, if we were to win out and the bears were to go one and one, um, Obviously, we went one and one against them, but I'm not sure. For some reason, I just assume we lose that tiebreaker. Um, well, but let's take a look. Regardless, it's it's a stretch uh, for us to, you know, to probably get there. Well, just take a quick look here because we got the 538 thing. It's got the whole calculator. So if we went out, the Bears. Let's say the Bears go. They win against Jacksonville. They lose against Green Bay, and the Cardinals lose out. We would make the playoffs in that case if it's flipped. And they win against Green Bay, they lose against Jacksonville. We'd, okay, so if, if the Bears were to go one and one, we would still win. I think that's based on division record, possibly. Because that would put us at two losses in the division. I think they have more than that. Um, so, theoretically, that's a possibility. So, Bears go one and one, Cardinals was out, we win out. But the win out for us includes an Orleans team, which I do not feel good about. <coughs> You know, we have to go at New Orleans. Obviously, home field advantage not quite as big as it was, but still a tough place to play, um, tough team to play, and that's on Christmas, so it's a short week. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I will say I I have a little bit of uh, optimism going into Friday. I know a lot of Vikings fans are probably just looking forward to the holiday, and, and, and that's great, but I'm excited to have that game come on, I think. No Michael Thomas. Breeze, yes, he came back. Didn't look – I didn't think he looked great. And, obviously, we've had some success against him in identifying how to stop that team. So, um, I don't know. I, I have a sneaky feeling that game might actually be a little bit closer than, than uh, we might predict at the end of this. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that you're going to have every game fall the way that we would need to get in. Um, yep. and, and, honestly, as we'll get to here in a moment, you know, you and I looking at a potential draft order – um, and where this thing might shake out, you know, I'm not even sure necessarily uh, how all of Viking fandom would feel about just trying to sneak in as a seven seed with, with, with honestly the injuries that we've had, right? Um, I mean, you're missing almost half of the superstars of your defense, and uh, it's just been one of those years, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this is why. On a lot of levels, um, you know, I, I always love beating the Saints, but um, I, I'm hoping we completely lose um, on Friday, or at at the very least that the Cardinals win on Sunday, um, because at that point, then you can just hang it up and be like, "Listen, Game 17 doesn't matter. Let's shut down all of our stars. Let's get the young kids in there, um, because at that point, it doesn't matter. Let's not risk some of your your valuable assets going into 2021." Um, Shut it down. Call this year what it was. Um, a, a great learning year for for your rookies. Uh, a great retooling year for kind of getting the scheme reset back to, to zero on defense because you got a lot of young pieces and they, they need it a little bit more basic. Um, and a great first step for Justin Jefferson. And, you know, look forward to 2021 and the odd year Zimmer playoff run that is going to happen with your star defenders back hopefully a nice healthy off season to get rookies acclimated properly and run this thing back and, and win this thing in 2021 
I like the optimism. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I told you I've I've got a uh, I've got a new take that I was going to unveil here uh, unveil here on the show. Um, <coughs> and All right, hit me. It, I mean, it's not it's not that outlandish, but I I think uh, at this point I am going to firmly plant the flag in the uh, new regime is needed uh, camp. So. Wow. Um, okay. I, I just I look across the NFL at the teams that are doing that are having success. Um, obviously, I know it, you look at the Chiefs and it, it's hard not to drool and, and say, well, you, listen, you're not going to get them homes. But um, I, I think you look at the teams that have been successful in you know in recent history and, and certainly the teams that seem to be trending that way. And it's a game that's that's through the air. Um, and and I just. I, I'd hate to waste a Stefan Diggs, a.k.a. the Justin Jefferson, like we did with Diggs. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I, I think that, yes, Delvin's great, and I'm not saying that you can't continue to use him right in in, in spots, but to try to get everything through the run and, and a solid defense and have that be the focal point of what you try to do as an organization, um, I, I just think that that's, that's a mentality that, that is in the past, and I don't see it coming to fruition again i think the game has shifted to a higher pace faster offense um and so i I just i think that if we want to succeed they need to they need to completely make that shift all right so do you have anyone in mind for that shift are you you thinking that that's going to happen or you want that to happen for 2021 you think that's going to be i mean i would i'd love for it to happen at the end of this (laughs) season um you know, I, I have guys I like. I mean, I, I like Eric Bieniemy. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, as much as you want to say, you know, you don't want to sway necessarily. And oh, youth coaching is is the way it's going, and it's clearly working. There are examples of success in McVeigh, uh, Shanahan out in the 49ers, uh, Lafleur with Green Bay, right? Um, these guys are coming in. I think they're really dedicated. They're committed to being creative and finding different ways to uh, be successful on both sides of the ball. And, and I, I'm, it's not to say that the game is, has passed Zim up, but when you're going to build around having this rock-solid defense, and I know we've been missing a lot of guys this year. I get that. Um, but you look at Tr- Trubisky as 5-0, and and it's just frustrating when we see, we see us play – really well against Aaron Rodgers over the course of Zim's tenure. And then you have, yeah. you have this laundry list of no name quarterbacks that end up beating us. Right. Um, and, and I just, the lack of consistency on the defensive side of the ball, um, especially in big time games, right? 38 to seven. Uh, some of these, the 49 like 49ers game last year, some of these games that we've been close and you just can't get over the edge. At, at what point, do you not say it's because of the scheme and the, the build of the team, right, versus, you know, I, I just, I guess I'm ready for a new tenure. I, I think we're, we're, we're shifting into this Marvin Lewis situation where we keep, it, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? And, and I just, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm ready for a change of pace. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think the great majority of Vikings fandom is probably on your side with that. Um, it's one thing if you have a dominant defense and it stays dominant and it is dominant for 
year after year after year, and it's carrying your team, and that is your identity, like a Seahawks type type team when they won the Super Bowl. Um, but it's quite another one. It fluctuates so much, game by game, year by year, um, sometimes even series by series. So, I think on one level, I agree with you. I think that would come in 2022, and then you miss out on an Eric Bieniemy um, going to some other team. <coughs> But, um, worst part is, I, I don't know how, how, to what extent you blow this thing up. Do you go all the way through the GM, you blow up the coach, you blow up everything, or are you just talking about new coaching regime? To, to me, I, I like Spielman. I think he's hit enough. Um, <coughs> you know, I, I think I've, he's established himself in my mind as a solid GM. Uh, so I guess I would, I would leave, him in I'm not saying he would have to get you know leave with the coaching regime but um I think certainly the the Kubiak Zimmer right the let's let's run the ball down your throat let's have a rock solid defense like that mentality like that whole thing everybody it it needs to change it needs to be a, a brand new idea of how to win a football game um is what needs to happen right and it's weird because some of the talking heads knock Kansas City, because like they have leads and they've only been winning by one score. The thing is, they've been winning. They've lost one game in two years. Right. Like I don't care. They put up forty points and they give up thirty-four. Who cares? They win. Uh, and they've they've done so at times with a, a, a terrible <laughs> defense, right? Um, which I think is making the point, right? That offense tends to supersede defenses for if i think if you go back in the history of the nfl right you you have these uh, prolific offenses that um seem to stand out more than uh the prolific defenses do uh especially if you're going to stay within you know the last 20 to 30 years right and and right. i just think that the way the game is trending it's just trying to get more creative quicker strike get guys are faster they're um, they're building different schemes to, to create space on the offensive side of the ball. And it's difficult to do that when you're running right into, a, you know, seven, eight, nine guys in a, in a box versus having, you know, being able to isolate a guy on one-on-one coverage. Um, and when you have weapons like Thielen and Jefferson and you can spread them out, it doesn't matter which one of them, you know, one of them is most likely going to get into a situation where they can win a battle and be open and make a catch. And, and so, yeah, there's going to be a time, there would be a game, right, where you probably need Dalvin, especially if he's going to, to have those 20 carries. But to try to establish that at the cost of multiple wins, in my opinion, um, I'm just tired of, of that style of football right now. Fair enough, Mike, fair enough. Looking for a change, hoping it comes um, on Black Monday this year. guess is, is, is your hope, huh? Yeah, and and I mean, I also, you know, I want to say I don't think Zim is is a bad coach, right? I think that time and time again, the players have stood up for him. I think the fact that we were one and five and fought all the way back to six and six, like mm-hmm. you can tell that, you know, players enjoy playing for him. They respect him. Um, he certainly had his moments defensively. We won some games that people gave us no chance in, but uh, I, I just think the time as the Vikings head coach has moved on. Um, 
I do believe if he wanted to continue to coach, absolutely he'd have a job within a couple of days, but I don't know that it would be as a head coach. I think that it would be as a defensive coordinator. I, I think I tend to agree. I think as, as a CEO, and I, I've had this conversation with, uh, with an Atlanta podcast who was talking to me about um, their head coaching and, and GM search. Um, whenever you do a position coach like that or a certain-minded head coach, you can usually see their fingerprints on both sides of the ball, right? So you look at Zimmer, he's, he calls the defense. You can see his fingerprint on the defense. And because of that, because he wants to play a very certain style of defense, he needs that to be complemented with a very certain style of offense, and he's not allowing it to innovate. Because we have the tools to innovate the offense and to make it an explosive offense and to just let it loose. I mean, we're, we're first in the league at um, deep ball percentage. And we're, I think we're first in the league in explosive plays. It's it's insane that we're not letting that rip more. <clears throat> so, in my opinion, if you if you go more so on defensive defensive minded coaches, they seem to impact the other side of the ball more than they should. So, in my mind, what you should have is you should have a true CEO. You look at the teams that have had perennial success, and then have had um, high level teams on both sides of the ball. Those are the teams that have employed a special teams coach as their head coach. I'm talking about Belichick. I'm talking about Harbaugh in uh, Baltimore. I'm talking about potentially Joe Judge in New York. These are the guys that I look for going forward to really have control of their team and get a guy in there on either side of the ball that can innovate and letting them innovate. Yeah. Saying, listen, I'm going to manage the whole team. I'm going to manage the roster. I'm going to manage all the little bits and pieces you don't care about. You're going to run the offense. Give me something that gets me the most points. Defense, give me something that gets pressure on the quarterback and, and stops the most amount of explosive plays and just lets it go. That's, that's I think, what, what a team should be looking for nowadays. Not necessarily the, the next great offensive innovator, but someone that allows those people to exist. And I just I feel like, for some reason, Zim feels like those two things are like mutually exclusive. You know, he he's he's going. No, listen. If you have this style of defense, you can't have this kind of uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense, right? Um, right. It, it still is mind blowing that you get rid of a weapon like a Stephon Diggs. Now, obviously, it worked out with Justin Jefferson coming in here, and you're getting another crack at this thing, right? Thielen's getting older. You you have so many weapons offensively. Um, I think for me it's get a little bit more pressure uh, for Kirk, right? And, and um, obviously some guys have taken a step this year. Uh, I think next year there's a really good chance that the protection's even better, um, which means that a coach would walk into a, a really high-powered offense. Um, I, I think one of the highest-powered offenses in the league, right? And so then all of a sudden, if you get back the weapons on defense that are lacking, the Daniel Hunter and Michael Pierce, um, you know, the two linebackers, and, and somehow you manage to keep uh, Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, right? Um, that's probably a little too far. I'm not going to say all, all of those six guys are back, but you're still going to have the Cam Dancer, right? You're going to have pieces defensively that would allow you to stay in games as well. Now all of a sudden you're not in this massive three, four-year rebuild, right? If someone right. can come in and get creative, uh, look at I, – I feel like, and I hate the comparison, right, but I feel like we're Green Bay from two years ago where they kept – getting to like 10 wins they you know they, they win the north they get in they maybe win a game or two in the playoffs they couldn't get over it couldn't get over the edge back to until 2011 
Well, then they bring in LaFleur, they bring in a new coach, and the thought is, oh, listen, he's going to have to change a lot up, get new personnel. Well, no, he shifted what they're doing offensively uh, to a way that has been much more successful for Rodgers. He's kind of building a different scheme. And what did they do last year? They won 13 or 14 games. What are they going to do this year? They're going to win another 13 games. Um, it, it doesn't have to be this teardown, big, long process, but I think if you don't make the decision to cut ties with Zimmer sooner than later, that is what you're going to run into. Um, you're going to have this depleted uh, team where then you're going to have to kind of spend a year or two like Miami did, like Jacksonville is going to do right now, um, which you know can be really frustrating for guys like me and you um, you know, not only because of the podcast and you hate to talk about a team that's not winning week to week, but it's just, it's, there's just a lot of frustration when a team's, you know, not when, when a NFL team doesn't have a good product out there. Um, it, it's just, it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something where you're, the second year in the team like that and you realize that halfway through the season, you're already looking forward to the draft, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, Vikings were one and five. I was already looking forward to the draft. So, um, yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see how it turns out. I think, honestly, I think Zim gets another year. But if the coach, if the coaches are smart, they're going to realize that for what it is and be like, listen, we're not breaking through that barrier with Zim. This is this is his peak. His peak is the NFC Championship game where, where you had to rely on a fluke play in a playoff game the week before. Um and that's that is what it is. And at some point, I think that math becomes easier for an ownership to understand. Is like, listen, this is not going to get us there. We have these assets right now that are quickly devaluing. It's like you drive a new car off the lot. That's basically what you're looking at, right? Yep. So you got to capitalize as soon as possible. And some, especially with someone like Justin Jefferson, um, with the kind of contract he has right now, you have a four-year window where that is very cost-controlled. Well, and um, and the ability, and I guess, yeah, these two things, unless you, you're not getting out from the Cousins contract, but you look at the potential to bring in a rookie uh, a rookie quarterback that could be the future of the organization this year, right? We're, we were talking before the show, you, you might end up with an 11 pick uh, in the first round this year, and you have four guys that are being talked about um, as potential franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and then not only that, but... Uh, some of those teams, I would say a handful of the teams that are ahead of you in the 11 are not going to have an interest in the quarterback. So, um, you know, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but it's kind of where I think a lot of Viking fandom has shifted as to where are we at now? What is the short-term future? What is the long-term future? And and I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that management is, is doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I have to imagine they're, they're on that same that same plane of existence, right? They understand what the season is. They understand the math behind it. They understand it. It's not not a great chance we're going to make it past um, week 17 this year. It's just, it's simple math. Obviously, you put on the face of, yeah, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to try to win. We have still a chance, so, you know, you know they're going to do that that lie. But I think, I think everyone knows it in these organizations when you get to this point where it's, you need this much help, you ain't going anywhere. Right. Um, so... Anything we want to talk about with New Orleans beyond what we've already talked about, and uh, and here we just uh, kind of roll into roll into predictions, or, or what are you thinking? 
No, I think, uh, I guess what I would say for New Orleans, you know, I saw you commented on it today. The uh, the injury list for the Vikings this week was, uh, I, I thought it was maybe the starter list. It was so long. But, right. Um, it, I guess what I'll say is enjoy the game, right? It's it's really cool that on, you know, whatever, if you're one of those people that are like, sports shouldn't be played on Christmas, then you're probably not listening to this podcast, Dave, eh? but um, you know, enjoy the fact that we're going to be featured, right? It's the only game on Christmas. Uh, yeah. It's against the team that we've got, you know, I would say outside the division, it's our, probably our biggest rival in the NFL right now. Um, so enjoy it, right? I mean, the Saints are a, a high-caliber team that is absolutely playing for something, so you're going to get their best effort. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, you know, when you talk about Zim or you talk about um, the players going out and and earning those incentives and playing for the coach and for the organization, you're going to get a glimpse of that on Friday because um, I'm sure, I'm sure that after you've lost two in a row and the way they've lost them, that uh, the morale is down. You're playing a team where the morale's up. Uh, that's a formula for a blowout. And I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Vikings are going to surprise some people. It's a nationally televised game. Uh, I think, I think they'll make it close. And you know, you mentioned you mentioned there with like kind of the morale being down. Um, I think though, with with having the amount of rookies we have on this team and the amount of young guys we have on this team, I don't think that's necessarily as big of an impact as as you might think because it's kind of a pride thing for them, right? I mean, you look at Justin Jefferson. Like, how many games has he lost in his career before he got to the NFL? Not many, right? So it, it could be one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm sick and tired of losing. I don't want to lose to that. I'm going to go out and show out against this really good. Uh, New Orleans defensive team and show the entire world who's watching this this is their only game they're getting today I'm gonna go show them hey I can do that Randy Moss Thanksgiving game I can do that that three touchdowns and 180 yards for like seven catches you know so <clears throat> I, I think we're gonna see you have a good chance to see these rookies have some some big splash plays and, and kind of make you make you believe for next year I think that's, as a fan base, look forward to that. Look at these young talent guys. You know, try to zoom in on some of those guys and, and see how they're performing in this game. I'm not expecting to win this game, but I think it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it with Jefferson, right? He's started to get quite the spotlight uh, nationally. I believe he was uh, Pro Bowl, right? Correct. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he's going to come into this game and, and try to make a statement knowing the world is watching um, I'm sure there's a potential he gets maxed or uh, matched up against um, Mark Slattimore. Uh, so, you know, he's probably going to take this as a moment to really establish himself. He's got a couple mm -hmm. of rookie records that are um, achievable. And so, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. Have a little bit of fun with it, right? It's It's been a frustrating season. It's been a frustrating year for many, 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 many reasons. But, I mean, all things considered, I think there are some reasons for optimism. Sure, did I spend most of this saying we might need to change the, the way we do it? Absolutely, but I'm still optimistic that there's the talent here um, that this team can still win a lot of football games in 2021. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to have some sort of, uh, I don't know what I'm going to, bourbon, spiked eggnog, you know, I might, I was thinking about whipping out the, uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation eggnog bowl. And, there you go. Uh, yeah, doing a big batch of that. But I'm going to have some fun with it. Uh, I would encourage everyone else to do the same. You know, we're, we're almost to a new year. We'll have the draft soon enough. Uh, That's the draft. We're optimistic. There you go.
So yeah, enjoy it. Um, but prediction time, Mike. W- what do you got? Um, you know, prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty eight to twenty four, and I think that I think Kirk's gonna have the ball in his hands with a chance to win it with about a minute ten to go. Um, I'm gonna say he comes up short. But I, I think that uh, the game will be a lot closer than, than most people think. And I think it'll be a fun one to watch. I'm going to go 31 to um, 22. I think it's going to be a weird, weird <laughs> something in there. Nice. Um, but I, I, think, I think defense gets a score. I think we get a pick six on Breeze. Um, well, how about some sacks? How about a couple sacks, man? That's just been... Oh, it's been brutal. Yeah, I'll throw one four sacks. We'll get four sacks. Whoa, look at you. All right. So, yeah, that's. I think that's going to do it for us here on this, uh, this Christmas Eve, Eve, birthday Eve show. Yeah, uh, Blizzard Eve, right? So, yeah, be safe out Blizzard there. Blizzard Eve, yeah. Um, you know, be safe applies to many, many things across the board. But uh, have have a nice holiday and... and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be talking about a, a, a solid performance with the podcast next week. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for the Scolders podcast. See you next time. Share us with your family and friends. You're going to be seeing them or at least Zooming them this, this uh, next couple weeks here. So, you know, share us out there. We're here every week. We'll talk right. to you guys soon. All right. Skull. Skull.